Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing, the podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Ho! Woo! Boys, we're going to Vegas this weekend. I am fucking gassed. <laughs> To the tits, man. I am going to make so much money. I'm never going to have to work a day of my life again. And the best part is, even if I'm losing, even if I'm down on money, I don't lose. You only lose if you quit. True. <laughs> Very true. You can always, you can always make so, it back. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how gambling works. That's correct. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um, you know, uh, I was just telling Chambers before we recorded here, like... Matt and I have had this strategy the last few months of just mm-hmm. going on prize picks and uh, tailing our buddy who's all up in the uh, secret discords that have really great lines. They have the script. Yeah, they have the script. <laughs> uh, so we got an inside guy. We've been doing some prize picks. A lot of stuff hit over the All-Star game and the All-Star weekend, which was really sick. Um, and now we're just uh, walking in with some free money to the casino. So I'm very excited yeah. for that. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. And I'm sad. I missed the recording last week. I wasn't here. Yeah, first of all, we haven't had you on for a minute. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we didn't know what to do. Yeah, Matt, you liked Windows 8? I did, and I'll tell you why. Well, I, I explained why in that episode, but I had <laughs> a touchscreen laptop, so it worked what, really well with that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think I would have liked it, but specifically for that, I was like, oh, this is great. Windows 8 I had a Windows really bad, phone Matt. for a minute, too. <laughs> that was a really bad operating oh, system, Matthew. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Those time, also, you're still you're still on the Nintendo needs to get bought by by Microsoft tip. Yeah, it's a it's a great talking point, and I genuinely believe it. I <laughs> I I found a metaphor or an analogy. I think that'll work. That would be like somehow that would be like Comcast or AT and T buying Disney. It's like two company, like one giant company that people don't like just cat using its money to like buy its way into something that it needs to buy its way into. And whether you disagree with like Nintendo's IP or process development, whatever in the same people, mm-hmm. the same way that people disagree with like Disney's control of its IP in a lot of ways, it doesn't help anyone to buy it. But you know, I just wanted to continue off that, but I heard that and I was screaming in my car when I was listening to the episode, I was like, Matt, <laughs> bro, it's just, and Chambers had a good point too about it. Yeah, Just I I also have another sad uh, amount of news for you regarding that, Matt. I read today that Nintendo is actually the wealthiest company in Japan with eleven billion dollars, um, and they have zero debt. So <laughs> I don't think <laughs> there's, they, no, re- there's no way. They, yeah, they don't need really any interest to get in bought. No, they're doing very well. Bear hug. Yeah, bear hug. <laughs> Give them an offer. They can't. That the sharehold that it'd be fiduciarily irresponsible for them to not take the offer. They spent all their they spent all their capital on Bethesda. And uh we'll say nah, bye. Bro. Yeah. Just just issue Banjo some Kazoo. new stock, bro. Yeah, they spent all their money on rare and Bethesda. Right. <laughs> last Kazoo. time I checked, I think the Nintendo market cap in USD. Let me look this up again. <laughs> Matt, I don't think it's this isn't succession. It's not just like bear hug them. We're done. That's if that was the case, then they would have done it already. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the money's not an issue, all right? Like, the money's not an issue is my point. <laughs> Microsoft is, like, a something trillion dollar market cap company, and then Nintendo's, I think, in the realm of $50 billion. You know, hey, Apple should buy Nintendo. Sure. I would trust hey, them a little hey. more. No, dude, I would actually trust Apple less. People don't always need to get bought, is my point. Because then, 
if Apple it's buys not always, Nintendo. So it's not always like a case of companies don't need to buy other companies all the time. Just let Look, them man. Talk. As the capitalist. <laughs> nah. I, hey, I'll, I'm, I'm just for the player, all right? I'm for the player. Yeah, because a company... Man of the people. A company buying another company has always helped the consumer. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. uh, All right, guys. I want to talk about a few things today because I I have... uh, I feel like we haven't caught up on the games we've been playing for a little while. Mm -hmm. I know what you guys are playing. I want you guys to talk about it. I talked about it a little bit last week. What are we playing? So much Helldivers, man. Oh, yeah. So much Helldivers. That's like all I've played the last week. I played a little bit of Super Mario for the pod, obviously. Super Mario 64 is what we're working on. I think I got like, I don't know, 25 stars in there. Oh, nice. Um, I've been trying to just do like five a day just to chip away. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoying that. But yeah, man, Helldivers 2 has just been phenomenal. It is the like, it's a genuinely just extremely fun game. Um, same energy I get from a game like Neon White or from like, what's the word? Um, Hades. It's just like oh, a sick. gamer's game. Just built for, it's just built to be fun, not to be like, you know, not for the super thinking, like, not for the thinking man. Just a fun, <laughs> really good game. Um, and I gotta say too, man. I, I gotta say I'm. I had I had this reflection last night, and uh, you know, I've always been on the podcast the stand of like I just want a really I want partly a stand of, like I want a really good story like that's super important to me. I think I'm getting a little more away from that recently. You know, I think I still really care about games that do have great stories, obviously, but I don't think I'm flocking to a game just because it's like, oh, narrative driven these days, you know, because I don't know. um, I'm less convinced in recent years that games can have really phenomenal stories. Um, Just like with some of the most recent AAA releases, like whether that was Spider-Man, which was fun, but like not incredible. God of War 2, go listen to the episode. I thought that story was pretty bad, to be honest. Um, Oxenfree 2 was a very big disappointment for me. Um, and Alan Wake 2, you can go check out our episode on that. But I thought that was a little too heady. I'm starting to think maybe we should just leave it to Hollywood. I don't know. Yeah, I think that video game... That's a, that's a good point, Matt. Yeah. I'm glad you've had that reflection. Because I feel like I've been... I feel there like could I've been be some gems for sure. You. Like Last of Us, obviously, I think is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I feel like more recently there's fewer and farther in between where that is the case. You already that said there are some caveats for me where like I do enjoy like I can totally acknowledge like Until Dawn or the Quarry are like not great stories, but I enjoy just what the arc is the choose your own adventure thing. That's like a caveat. But like pure single player narrative, triple A narrative or triple A narrative driven games, it's um I'm slowly backing away a little bit, I think. For now. For now. Matt, question: Why? Yeah. Why is it that you have been so stringent with like the quality of the narrative with video games when you're not like that with movies? It's <laughs> a great point. Um, I think for I think specifically on the podcast, a lot of the times I didn't like the game was because I just didn't enjoy the gameplay, and then there I didn't and have like a good narrative to kind of push me along. I think there have been times too where maybe I didn't like the gameplay as much, but the narrative was enough to keep me interested and wanting to find out more, which is why I was like leaning on that so much. But as of late, like I mentioned, I've been playing just like good video games, like Neon White, like Hell Divers, whatever, um, that have made me less focused on that okay. aspect. Okay. Is, yeah. Is the story better like... than X Men? The what? first class. Yeah. First class. Hey man, that's a great movie. Why? 
It's fun. Okay. Cool. End of the conversation. That's why I like Hellbound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like video game stories are like kind of always have not been the best. There's some there's some notable exceptions, but I think for the vast majority of video game stories just really don't hit that great. I think video games are really good at presenting an idea. And I think stories can present ideas as well. But I think video it's kind of a separate sort of dial right there where like video games are really good at introducing like really cool settings or really good like not necessarily plot points, stories and beats, but more just like, hey, here's the idea of a completely broken world like called The Lands Between that you explore in Elden Ring. And like it's not necessarily that the story of Elden Ring is like beat for beat really solid like if there was an Elden Ring movie it would definitely be a probably a stronger cohesive A to B story but the idea of the land between the like the idea of Elden the Ring world and, the, and the setting of it the world building that's what video games are really really good at yeah. um so i feel like yeah like i've been playing Hollow Knight for the pod and like it's the story's kind of very similar to like a Dark Souls story it's very like in the background of the game but the ideas and the feelings and the vibes of the game are are just like it's really, really good at doing that, right? I think that's something that video games are really good at. I want to mention too, really quickly. I'm just going to call it out right now. I don't think the Indiana Jones game is going to be very good. Um, <laughs> just, just going for that, going Darn. for its throat because, right now. Because I think part of the reason Indiana Jones is so fun is Harrison Ford and his mannerisms, and again, you're going to see that on screen. And if that's a first-person video game, barring cutscenes, you're going to miss out on a lot of that. And I don't think, just based off the gameplay we've seen, that it's going to be that fun of a video game. Will he have a so, voice? Yeah. Who's who's going to voice? Any- it's a it it's is, a I, it's a great voice actor. It's Troy Baker. So I mean, maybe he can carry. I don't know. I it's like so rare that something. I mean, give me an example of something that got adapted into another medium that it didn't originally exist in, and it was still good. I like. There's there's very very few examples of this. I can't even think of any off the top of my head. I mean, Last of Us from game and TV, I guess. Yeah. Or it, yeah. Or the, Apparently, one there just now have been decent. some decent video game movie slash TV show adaptions, but like that's pretty much it. For thirty years, they were horrible, so it's like yeah. been pretty bad for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been playing. You guys just doing Hell Divers, and then Matt, you're playing some sixty four chambers. What do you got? I've I've been just spamming Hell Divers. I have like different oh, friend yeah. groups that have all been playing it so if if matt isn't bugging me to play it i have other people that are bugging me to play it so yeah i've just oh, yeah. been popular full man recently yeah, <laughs> yeah. i will be that diving into me. that at some point i did watch uh starship troopers over the weekend oh hell yeah yeah you know it's a satire uh, right matt yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, okay good <laughs> apparently <laughs> a lot of people know that yeah and that's yeah, what like, i'm this hearing this movie yeah. sucks yeah <laughs> uh no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, that's a classic. I watched that. <laughs> there's in some, school. um, there's oh. some like kind of notable superstars in there before, or maybe not super superstars, but some big actors in there before they really take off. There's a uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, oh yeah, the guy that plays Hank from Breaking Bad. I forget his name. And I've actually He's recently actually. really started. Yeah, I've actually recently really started to like this actor. So I'm upset with myself for not remembering his names. But let me. I lo- wait does, uh clancy brown clancy brown's in that's, it. is that hank no 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 clancy brown plays like the their, their drill sergeant at the beginning uh, okay mm. yeah 
and yeah. I've actually recently become a fan of his. Uh, we watched uh, Starship Troopers in school, actually, like uh, for a film class. Oh, did you? Pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, that and like American Psycho are like two movies from the era that are like really misunderstood for like yeah their tone and like satirical nature and like over the top kind of stuff like people just get the wrong people get the wrong message from both those movies like pretty frequently i feel like our generation like american american psycho to like dudes in the 90s is like a a wolf of wall street for us like that yeah i had so many friends that thought that was so sick and (laughs) wanted to live that (laughs) i loved american psycho yeah yeah it's a good movie uh, I have been playing, I already mentioned it, um, we're doing uh, Hollow Knight, Mickey and I, for the podcast, so expect that oh, in the coming yeah. months. Um, we're kind of doing, we're in this point and phase in the pod, I know I put it in the Discord, where we're kind of playing a lot of games at the same time amongst different groups of us, so we got Super Mario 64, uh, I'm playing Hollow Knight along with Mickey, uh, we got StarCraft, the original StarCraft campaign, I'm playing that with Mickey, producer Sam is in on that as well, so I'm very excited, he'll be on that episode in the near future. Um so just been spamming those. Haven't had time for Helldivers yet. A uh, little bit of the finals, although that's been petering off a little bit. I finished the battle pass and kind of petered off. So maybe season two, I'll I'll dive back in and see what they got going. Um, and then RuneScape, obviously. Um, so streaming that every... I missed last Wednesday because it was Valentine's Day. But um, big moves on RuneScape. Uh, currently doing some Bandos runs with the boys. Uh, we got a rare drop last night. Made eight mil each. That was sick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was illegal. Really yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was a good time. So anyway, I want to dive into our first topic for the day. I wanted to ask you guys something. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got this new game, Skull and Bones. OK, you guys want to uh, take the uh, you guys want to guess what the Metacritic score is for Skull and Bones? <laughs> Ooh, I'll go 43, 57. Okay, Chambers is closer. It's 64 for the critics. 64. Okay. Um, three and at 3.1 for the users. We also got a Wait, new game that came 3. out 3.1 out of 10 yeah. or 100? 3.1 out of... No, not out of 100. Wait, is this out of 5? No, it's out of 10. Okay. For the user score. Sounds yeah. better. So not great. Not great at all, right? Uh, we have another game that came out not too long ago called Suicide Squad. Colon, kill the Justice League. I need to, I need to take some bets on the Metacritic score here. Matt, what you got? 69. Okay, Chambers. I'm going lower. I'm going to say uh, 51. Okay, it is a 50. It is a 60, actually. Fuck. So I think you're both nine away. So you guys are tied for that one. Um, these are massive games, right? Uh, Suicide Squad uh, is developed by uh, Rocksteady, uh, you know, of the Arkham series fame. Um, Skull and Bones, Ubisoft, massive, massive company, obviously. Um, and honestly, I get two things from social media, just in the zeitgeist that I'm seeing. One, these games are just not as good as a lot of games that have come out recently in very similar genres. Um, people are saying that Assassin's Creed Black Flag is just better than Skull and Bones. <laughs> came out forever ago. Um, True. And, and people are just, you know, generally giving some really bad vibes off on these games, and people are more interested in something like a Helldivers right now um hell divers just so you guys know was developed by technically an indie studio with only 100 devs working on it um swedish studio um so my question to you guys is uh one what is the success rate these days for triple a games and why does it seem like one like three out of four triple a games with massive investments will fail basically to the wider gamer audience 
Matt, you can kick us off. I think there's probably too much of a focus these days on live service and trying to build the game around that rather than just making a fun game and then building monetization around the fun part. I think they're thinking profit first, then fun. Whereas like a game like Helldivers is probably thinking fun first, then profit. Um, I forget the exact quote, but a Helldiver dev mentioned something to the effect of, basically you you need to earn the right to monetize your game you shouldn't just like monetize it like in in the sense of like in-game monetization Mm -hmm. obviously you're paying for the game up front but you need to earn that right and earn the player's trust where and you know i don't even know like what the skull and bones model is but obviously like with suicide squad that whole thing is like live service um but has not really paid off and i think it's just games focusing too much on profit and kind of losing that um kind of connection to the gamer and then i think as well too there's probably some sort of wider conspiracy going on where um i think a lot of devs are probably trying to slowly start to push event fully to the model of like subscription based and just having games paid for that way and it'll truly be at a point where you know you just don't own any version of your game in any capacity you know with the lack of physical media these days best buy just fully got rid of their physical media department recently actually Um, and I think more and more, they're going to be pushing to that fully digital front where we're just more, um, beholden to them because they hold all the cards with all the digital media that we can get from them. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think just a general, just a a general disconnect lately and a lot of bad execution. And I think there's a lot of really lame creatives right now from what I can tell in the AAA space. Um, I think Suicide Squad. I mean, just some of the decisions he made in that, like around the Batman character, like how they sent that character off was really controversial. So many things. Um, And then obviously Skull and Bones has been like delayed forever. And then, you know, it's like we're going backwards, right? You know, it's like you can't even board ships in that game. Yeah, I know. Um, We're like Sea of Thieves. You can board ships, you know, and I think on Black Flag, you could jump on other people's ships. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I played that. It was a good game. I liked it back then. Um. And then I think the part of it too is I don't think we've seen any evolution in like game design from a AAA studio in a while. Um, you know, I've echoed this over and over, but I think it's disgusting and a travesty that like game direction always goes to a AAA game. Pretty much every year that I pay attention to the game awards, it should definitely be going to an indie game, not some AAA studio like Spider Man or something else. Or getting I don't know Spider Man did one, but like getting nominated even, you know. Um, I think a lot of these devs are playing it safe and just I think at this point a lot of these games are uninteresting honestly I think point case a game like Starfield that came out recently too it is literally just Bethesda not Bethesda um, no yeah Bethesda's um, tried and true formula of Fallout that was great 15 years ago (laughs) (laughs) and now they're saying oh it's in space but you hardly do anything in space you spend most of your time traveling around in menus you know um and i think a lot of games are just getting kind of lazy yeah yeah no i agree with a lot of that chambers what do you think um i the this problem honestly it's it's not it it's kind of an economic thing because it's not exclusive to the video game industry i mean if we compare it to other media industries or art industries um like look at Look at movies like people are kind of sick of 
Marvel movies. Um, there's kind of a hangover of a lot of the like big franchises um, that people have been taking in for the last decade. Um, in the fashion industry, like a lot of the like main s- staples of, of fashion are kind of uh, managed like very safely now and don't generally are not like the leaders of like what is cool anymore and stuff. Um, and a lot of people in fashion are now turning more to like micro brands, like really small artisans um, for garments. And it, it's, yeah, it's the same thing in video games where there's huge like companies like Microsoft, Ubisoft, mm-hmm. they're managed you know for profit motives and stuff there's so many hands that touch these things and so many decisions that have to be made that people can people want to feel something and you can smell the the money you can smell the over over overly financialization of of these products um and that's why i feel like there's been so many cool indie games coming out recently because that's that's kind of our only answer um to it right right now yeah right yeah no i agree i think uh i think it's two things i think that the years of like layoffs and turnover in triple a studios and developers for several years now has finally caught up with them i think like there's no way that quality would not dip after so many people have lost their jobs in like the development space yeah i know a lot of people were qa in the last few years specifically but like you know every single component of every single development team matters, right? And like ev- what happens is, you know, when you're cutting staff and you're like, you know, really just motivated by making, like Chambers said, like making as much money as you possibly can, monetizing the game in very specific ways, you're sort of like, you're you're just valuing one thing over the other. And I think every gamer can like really, really sense when something is just like a cash grab and like it immediately comes out when you're playing a video game, you know? And I, I know that like, sometimes I just watch like stuff on, like something comes out on Netflix and you're just like, Oh, this is a cash grab or like, Oh, the cowboy bebop adaption on Netflix. That wow. Like what a cash grab. And like, there's just these things that these, these suits say, well, like, Oh, just do that again. Or like, Oh, suicide squad, superheroes make it. Yeah. That's money right there. And like, and then they just like cut people and just like try to go forward with as cheap of resources as possible. And then it just ends up not being that great of a game. And I think you're seeing too, like a lot of these devs that left those AAA studios are now going off and creating their own stuff, like the finals, right? Like yep. Stormgate's coming out, ex Blizzard devs. And there's just going to be like this next generation of developers that are kind of starting their own. Not like necessarily indie. I think it's more like the triple I space, like the Helldivers 2 or something, where it's like a 100-person team. It's a Swedish studio. They're not Ubisoft. They're not Epic. They're not something like that. But they're able to bring like a vision to life and make a really, really fun game that's just really more focused on their creative vision and not like, like Matt said, like trying to earn the right to monetize. Um, but yeah, I mean, also gamers have just gotten smarter. Straight up. I think that, yeah. like, a gamer... Like, I think 15 years ago, you you could put a game like Suicide Squad or Skull and Bones in front of a gamer. Maybe not, you know, to the graphic capabilities of the time. And people would go, like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Pirates are, like, oh, superhero. You know, like, it would yeah, be, I like, don't know. Arkham City looked pretty good back then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, even if, yeah. you, if you took a game, like, exactly these games, and they came out a generation or two ago, 
people would probably be really into them. I think people would have like been super interested in these kinds of games, like live service, like multiplayer, AAA looks good. And now I just I just don't think that gamers are really into that kind of stuff. I think like all these failures for AAA games kind of proves it. Oh, looks like Lucas cut out. Wait, am I cut out? Did I cut out? You cut out. Yeah, you just like the you're last back. ten seconds. Oh, dang it! What'd you guys hear? Uh, man, you're you're cooking though. Yeah, <laughs> like, we lost you for about ten seconds. Hey, just okay. keep going. Cause, okay. Um, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. should be able to hear me. I'm just gonna clap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Can you guys hear me now? Am I good? Yeah. It must be the rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's the storm. <laughs> um, uh, no, just what I was saying is that like if these games came out like a generation or two ago, they would have probably been received very well, a lot better than they would have today. And I just think that the day's modern gamer has so many choices have gone through all these motions and formulas for video games before that you need to hit them with something really different, like mechanically different, different model, different business model, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's just gamers are smart. Gamers are smarter. I think than than these AAA developers give them credit for, like, we're not just going to get some IP hung up in front of our faces and want to buy it. Yeah. I think one more thing too, on that I want to add is I think my general predictions, you know, when you think about like kind of the past, some of the biggest games of the past three, four months, really, five months. It's Helldivers 2, Pal World, and Lethal Company. All mm-hmm. games released around that $30, $40 mark. That kind of have somewhat of the indie... Well, Lethal Company, definitely, and then arguably um, Helldivers and Pal World have that like indie kind of um, feel to it. So I think over the next two, three years, we're going to see a lot of studios get kind of snatched up and pushed out in the same way Helldivers was where they have like the backing of Sony from the publishing aspect, but they're still kind of doing their own independent thing. And I think we're going to see a lot of games coming from Xbox, Microsoft, excuse me, same thing, Microsoft <laughs> and Sony um, at like that $40 price mark to kind of tap into that audience of that more to kind of give the illusion of the indie feel. Um, and I think we're truly going to enter the, 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 the realm of you know triple i games versus triple yeah. a games which by the way on indie games everyone we had a really cool video that lucas put together on our youtube go check it out um you can find the link to our website at thanks for playing dot live you can find the link to our youtube there go check it out yeah um all right next thing i wanted to go into we don't have to spend too much time on this i don't even know if chambers would really be able to participate i was hoping hot mickey would be on but avatar the last airbender live action netflix <laughs> Adaption dra- dropping this weekend. Anime adaption. Uh, actually, in like three days, so Thursday, I guess. Uh, actually, when this episode comes out, it will have been. It will. It will have dropped. I didn't realize it was dropping this weekend. That's I didn't yeah, either. Yeah, Mac. Mac overhyped or or hyped for this or nah. Um, I'm not hyped because you said they were taking away Sokka's funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think they're those are funny jokes? Hey, man. Yeah, they were. No, I <laughs> I'm not hyped for it either. I again, yeah. like I said, like show me an anime live action adaption that worked and like, you know, I'll probably consider show me show me a good amount of them that have worked and I'll probably be inclined to watch this one, but I'm I'm really not. The other thing too is like it wasn't just that, Matt. I mean, I think they've just made Azula a lot younger and they also mentioned that Aang is not going to be as goofy and as kid like in this adaption. They like oh, yeah, said that already. Because you know, all, they're trying to have a serious tone with the show and keep it like a Game of Thrones level, like, triple A show. 
I'll bite my tongue until you know the reviews are out, just because I would have imagined that the One Piece would be terrible, the One Piece live action be terrible, and that actually did. You know, it got like sevens, yeah. I think. So yeah, we're one. We're we're well. one for like fifty on the one for fifty. Yeah. So maybe they can make it two for fifty. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I would be shocked if it is good because just what I've seen, it looks fine. Like not terrible, but just fine, I guess. But I don't know the thing. And again, maybe I'm will be corrected because one piece did well but the thing about any animated television show is that like the reason it works in an animation form whether it's like an anime or whether it's like young justice or teen titans is because you can make stylistic choices that only work in that form you Mm -hmm. know um and that it's not intended to work like outside of that like there's a reason that show is animated right um so i think a lot of times trying to cross that bridge just inherently can't work because you can't maintain the same tone and the same style of the show. Um, like the bending battles are going to be so toned. Like everything's just going to be toned down all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you can't make it as fantastical and fun as you would in the show. But um, maybe this, once people watch this, it'll get more people to go and watch the original that haven't seen it. That's something I'm hopeful for. <laughs> um, I'll definitely check out an episode or two, you know, it's, massive fan of avatar growing up have all the boxed seasons on dvd so um, you think they'll put the cabbage DVDs. guy in there i if hope they so. don't then it's like it could they be the even know it could be phenomenal um and i would not care about it anymore <laughs> chambers have you um, seen you've seen all of avatar i haven't seen all of it no i i watched okay probably a good half of it when it was running the original something okay. that's really yeah. worth acknowledging too is the showrunners dipped out relatively early in the process. Mm-hmm. I remember that news a couple of years ago, huh. um, and the fact that they dipped out of that quick because of creative differences. Not good. Um, not confident. Not good. Yeah. I like to think that they dipped out explicitly once they found out they wouldn't keep Sokka's slightly sexist jokes. <laughs> I my <laughs> problem. So Chambers, first off, Avatar: The Last Airbender genuinely is great and worth a rewatch, and it's not a huge commitment. And it's it's just very very good. Okay, genuinely, I trust. Genuinely, really very good. Um, I actually watched it. It was one of my pandemic series rewatches, and uh, it was very great. Um, yeah, I I'm just I think I said this on the maybe I mentioned this on the One Piece episode if we talked about it and stuff. I just adaptions of an, like animated series. It's just like I'm just not a big fan of them in general principle on general principle like. Because one, what, what what always happens is like, okay, yeah, Matt, like the One Piece show was well-received like because of like for an anime adaption and like as a generally mediocre live action kind of silly show. Like, I just think that there, there's always going to be this, it's not really standing on its own idea with the IP and like what we're watching. It's sort of just like, oh, how well is this adapting itself to another medium? So what happens is fans who are, you know, people who are really big fans of Avatar The Last Airbender, the original animated series, are going to have a critical eye looking at the differences between the animated series and the live action series. So you're not watching it in a very pure way. You're just looking for, oh, what they change? Oh, look it. They did this a little bit different. Oh, this style is a little bit different. Yeah. And two, like, the magic... The thing that's good about the original series, the magic is locked within what it is, like the time that it came out, the style that it has. Like, 
even like the voice actors who worked on it at the time were like Nickelodeon actors even and like worked on other Nickelodeon shows and then were on this Nickelodeon show. Like there's certain like interesting magical things about the show that are locked to its time and place that can't necessarily be touched. And when you touch them, you're changing something that's probably essential to what made it good, you know? So there's just problems with adaption, like adaptions in general. So we'll see how this goes. I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch the first few episodes. I might tap out though, knowing, knowing myself. Yeah. Take some time is limited these days for all of us. So to actually really commit to a TV show is a, a big thing. Yeah. How um, how are you boys feeling on pistachios these days? Pistachios are good. I don't yeah. like opening. Them. We could hear you. We could hear you eating them. Yeah, I know. They're not secretive. <laughs> <laughs> they got salt on them. Or you eat bro- or they sea salt vinegar, baby. They're fucking delightful. Okay. Nice. I don't like putting. Nice. I think I have some in my kitchen right now. I got to go grab after this. Can you buy them without the shells? Mm-hmm. That's what these oh, are. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You must have to pay double. Yeah, from Vons or wherever. Yeah. Pretty much we, uh, double, but they're good. We will have uh, producer Sam joining us here in a moment. But I got one last topic for you guys that I'm specifically asking you two. So I'm glad you're on today. Um, according to the Helldivers two devs, they mentioned that they will not, they do not have any plans to have PvP for the game in the future. Hell yeah! Uh, good move. How are we feeling about that? I think that's phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. yeah, good move. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. I was stoked on that too. Um, you know, I think the game's just really good at what it's good at and doesn't need to worry about doing more right now. You know, um, I think all they need to do to keep the game as interesting is just add some new missions over time, keep up the fun cosmetics. Um, eventually, and I'm sure they already have plans to do this, but add a new like species that you're at war with, maybe one or two over the course of the next couple of years, and I think you'll have a really good game and it's such a good game i can already tell that'll be like a fun one just to kind of default onto you know yeah mm. yeah i so no i think that's a great move and i'm glad they're yeah i'm glad they're just focusing on what they know they're good at yeah the the community is like very not toxic at all um and it's so rare that yo what's up yo he's here no go ahead. we'll keep you on mute go ahead chambers <laughs> but the um the the community is like pretty wholesome and i think when you turn a pve game into a pvp game that immediately introduces some level of toxicity yeah um i play deep rock galactic off and on and it's similar same genre similar flavor and um that has one of the best communities as well because it's like another game that doesn't take itself seriously and the community follows suit like everyone's working together to achieve a goal and so there's really no reason for people to hate on each other and i don't want that it's the new wave yeah it's the new working wave. together it's, it's the new it's yeah it's the new thing working together collectivism well, okay. for video games. one one quick note too just on the community as well like there's so many just memes going around right now where just the the community is just like please let xbox players play like we need backup (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so cool in the game because you literally have like a progress meter like are you liberating this like are the robots winning like based off how the collective um how the collective community is doing on a certain uh planet um like i know i think chambers and his friend sean and i did a mission last night and it was like had like just no impact on the planet it was like it's already at zero percent liberated, and then it was at like, oh, it's now at point zero to like the tenth power 
You guys need Xbox players for yeah, we Xbox need players. Yeah. yeah. And uh, on that note, too, really quickly before we dive into uh, what producer Sam has for us here, um, I just want to share this incredibly hypocritical quote from <laughs> Phil Spencer. I don't know why he would go on the record saying this. It makes zero sense. But he recently said in an interview, quote, I will say when I look at a game like Helldivers 2, and it's a great game, kudos to the team for shipping it on PC and PlayStation. But I'm not sure exactly who it helps in the industry by not being on Xbox, end quote. Um, it makes it makes no sense, um, that quote. I mean, he's literally like Starfield isn't on like most Bethesda games from now on aren't going to be on yeah. Xbox. Like all this stuff um, aren't going to be on PlayStation. Or excuse me, aren't yeah. going to be on PlayStation. Thank you. It, it makes no sense. And all of a sudden, he lets like four of their smaller games onto a platform. He thinks another platform. He thinks he's like a big deal or something. Yeah, I don't what know. an idiot. Blows my mind. Blows yeah, mind. I'm it's not. Just... I I feel like Phil Spencer and the Xbox camp are losing their their goddamn minds. They're kind of in shambles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Even like this other quote from the article is. Phil Spencer, quote, I have a fundamental belief that over the next five to ten years, exclusive games, games that are exclusive to one piece of hardware, are going to be a smaller and smaller part of the industry. And it's like, bro, brother, you put you four acquired. games on another console this past week, like, chill. Yeah. And one of them was like, they're all, like, pretty small games. Like, if you really, like, if you really, really believe that, yeah, Starfield would be on PlayStation, PlayStation 5, like, day one launch. And also, why did you purchase... Bethesda and Activision, like, why did you purchase these massive companies if not for the ability at least to make them exclusive? Yeah, it's like, it's as if, like, they bought this stuff to try and make them exclusive, saw some backlash and went like, nah, like, we don't believe in that. That's not part of our business model. And it's like, it's because Sony is beating them on the exclusive front. So they're just like, yeah, who cares about exclusives? Because they suck. Yeah, he needs to do an ayahuasca trip or some shit. Figure, figure. Yeah, go out to the desert. Yeah figure it out yeah that's that's the solution to everything (laughs) all right got some sirens going in the background yeah yeah it's been it's been very rainy this this past day i saw like three car crashes on my way home la shambles yeah pretty rough pretty rough time (laughs) yeah but um okay last thing i wanted to get to here producer sam you're on what's up you're muted you are muted we muted you right when you walked in. Hang on, let me unmute you. It might be me. There you go. All right, I'm free. All right. Hell yeah. How's it going? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Just doing talking games. Yeah, just chilling, chilling Ta- hard. Talking games. Well, uh, I'm here to plug a <laughs> game <laughs> movie. You got to be a little we, more subtle uh, than that, that man. Together. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're just here to hang out and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, dude? You have you started the StarCraft two, the StarCraft one campaign yet? Not yet, okay. but I have played it. Okay, in nineteen ninety five. Okay, sick. When first uh, when it first came out, and I will replay it about twenty eight years later. Okay, sick. <laughs> you haven't been on in a while, so uh, yeah. we'll reintroduce you real quick for any new people that are listening to um, producer Sam is a founding member of TFP. He created our theme song. He also happens to be my brother. Um, and he's a film director living in Los Angeles who made a really cool film along with me and Matt. Is that fair? Yeah. Was that a good intro? That's fair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Matt was the star. 
Lucas was a star as well, I would say, star type character. Uh Bagels. Yeah. And uh it was it was great. And we've we've put it out into the world and uh are trying to have more and more people see it. Uh, we put it out on the internets and uh trying to go for that Vimeo staff pick. But I mean, how do you guys how do you guys feel about it, you know, after kind of we had an, a selection for it at the Burbank Film Festival and kind of went through that whole experience and watched it with the with the crowd in a theater and uh yeah, it was cool. I mean, how, how did you guys feel about all that? Yeah, proud, honestly. It's been cool. Um I think the wide release uh last week and Matt plugged it on the podcast last week, so when I was when I was absent, so thank you Matt. Um we just wanted to get you on producer Sam to talk about it a little bit more and Honestly, for myself, because um, I, I don't think I got to talk about it in the past few months, but it's officially wide release. You guys can watch it anywhere um, or watch it on Vimeo. You can click on the link from anywhere. Um, it's on our socials. We put it in the Discord. I pinned the message in the Discord. Um, and yeah, a lot of people have been reaching out. I got a few texts from some friends that actually happened to come across it. And uh, they really, really liked it and texted me about it. Um, we put it on Reddit, got a few really good Reddit comments, some some complimentary things. Um, and it's just nice to have it out and people could watch it again. I could watch it again, which I did. Uh, I know Chambers probably watched it like three more times since the wide release. I did. So I did watch Chambers. it at least once. Uh, it does help. I will do Great. the shameless plug thing uh, like producer support. Sam. Um, you know, it does help to like it on Vimeo or comment. Um, we're looking to get a staff pick on that platform, which helps us kind of get some press and some media and some blog attention um, for the actual film itself. So hopefully in the near future we can get that. Um, but Matt, what do you think, man? You're the star of the film. You're the star of it. You're yeah, the self. Man. I mean, the the Burbank fan, I'm kind of in the self mode today, too. I got my hair pulled back and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. The Burbank Film Festival, I mean, that was such a treat. You know, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to be a part of anything like that. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people get the opportunity to see themselves on the big screen. So that was uh, pretty phenomenal to be a part of that and just seeing the good feedback that the film has gotten and just the love it's gotten has been awesome you know i recently shared it on my socials too and i've gotten some texts from people saying how much they liked it as well and uh yeah what an incredible experience and uh i hope more people watch it i want as many people to have eyes on it as possible because i think it's a great film and you know i think uh the film festival was cool but i think it probably the subject matter is maybe this not this the message, but the subject matter specifically of the games might have gone over some of the audience's heads. Yeah. So now that it is publicly released, I'm super excited that we have the opportunity to show it to people that will understand the core subject matter a bit better. Yeah. But I mean it got into the film festival, so they understood it enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the very least. But yeah, I Chambers. Don't, I don't Oh, go ahead, Chambers. Sorry. Thoughts. Thought. <laughs> thoughts go on the on the short film yeah just whatever thoughts you got okay go. um i like it it's funny um i'm okay. excited obviously i've been involved with some of your guys's previous projects and it is really cool to see yes each consecutive one like a, the next step you guys take and this is definitely in my opinion like my favorite project you guys have done um thank you it, oh, yeah, thanks, it felt like a whole new level of like production of storytelling. Like I know how much the subject matter is like close to your guys's heart. Like you guys, you know, even Matt, like this is like part of who you guys are. Tell me and Matt met. Yeah. 
literally. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's a really g- fertile community for creating a narrative like this. And I think you guys like really like tapped into that. And because I don't, there's not a lot of um, like films that really cover like smash bros or competitive gaming and stuff. And it's, it's a really funny space and you guys were able to tap into the humor that's in there and humanize the people within it. Um, so I really love that about it. That's, that's my thoughts. Dude. Thank you. Thank you for the thoughts. Thanks, yeah. Chambers. Um, yeah, Chambers has helped out with uh, two of our films. Our very first film, Memories of Green, shot in our grandma's backyard, which was pretty much a golf course. And then also I carry shit around for did them. costume and production mm-hmm. design on uh, our other film, Nights, which we're actually running through the circuit right now, Chambers. So if we get oh, into shit. any other okay. uh, festivals, You'll be there. Uh, you're going to hell be yeah. yeah suited suited i'll kiss some asses Um, (laughs) for sure yeah yeah Yeah, exactly um yeah yeah it's been it's been a great journey you know we just wanted to you know have producer sam on real quick to to plug it again and and tell people hey it's you know it's in the discord you can check it out i believe it's on some social media it's on my social media um instagram i think matt made a tiktok about it i saw that earlier today oh yeah um so Posted hopefully yeah um reddit basically anywhere uh if you know anyone that's uh into super smash brothers or competitive gaming basically at all i think they would enjoy this movie quite a bit or if you're you know anyone that's just a fan of really cool new interesting short films and, and new talent in the industry which is what we are um so yeah thanks for coming on producer sam you got any? Yeah, thank you guys for uh, letting me interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> worries. Uh, you got any thoughts on the new Avatar: The Last Airbender live action adaption dropping this week? Uh, yeah, um, I think that it may be one of the greats. Okay, <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's genuine. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. What are your th- What are your thoughts one on of the um, What are your thoughts on just the you know overhyped nature of AAA games that come out these days, like Skull and Bones and Suicide Squad? I think that, um, you know, I, we, from from yeah, I know my yeah. perspective as a as a golden age gamer, it's just there's just too much uh, there's too much technology, man. They need to take away some of the gaming and too much. We need to take away some people's brain cells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we need to take some of that away and go back to the basics. You know, the fundamentals. Yeah, VHS, like yeah. VHS, SCHers. Yeah, SCVs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big bulky monitors, lurkers. Yeah. Are you a fan of the Apple carriers. Vision Pro? Um, I haven't used it yet, but it does look pretty cool. Okay, I want to drive. <laughs> yeah, this is the mind. antithesis oh, yeah. of everything you just said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for thanks for jumping on, dude. I appreciate you uh, yeah. as always. Just All just right. hanging out on the show. All right, love you guys. All right, bro. I'll love you too. I see you guys. All later. right, you can you can Bye. leave now. he literally left i didn't think he was gonna leave um well that was nice a little drop in right there cool miss that guy um as if i don't talk to him like every day anyway um i think the people don't know you know they don't have a relationship with producer sam like we all do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah um any last minute topics we can wrap it up here i i wanted to say one more headline i read today okay okay sega spoke on their new crazy taxi game. It's going to be triple A in scope. That's what they say. (laughs) 
So get ready for a triple A. That's the funniest crazy taxi I've ever game. heard. Yeah, I don't know what that could look like because. What does that mean? I know. I've never Dude, played that amazing. game for more than like three minutes at an arcade. So I, I don't know. I'm excited for whatever that Dude, means. That's so funny. That's like saying cruising California. The new cruising California game is going to be the one you played at the pizza parlor. Remember, kids? <laughs> that's going to be AAA in scope yeah, on the yeah. PS5. It's like what? <laughs> Galaga. Honestly, I I do respect like when games just take like if whatever a triple A taxi point A to point B like racing game is. It's not a racing game, but you know, like a pathing car game, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the AAA version of that is, is probably f- sick if they do it super right. Like, if they do, like, it's in space or you're, like, you have to fight someone in the middle of, like, deliver it. You have to solve, like, cool puzzles or there's just, like, so many layers stacked on top of it yeah. that are just bigger than the just point A to point B thing. I think it could be cool. I hope so. If they just make the map bigger, that would suck ass. Yeah, you just taxi simulator. It's a stranding it's game. A yeah, it's, <laughs> it's game, a taxi yeah. simulator. Dude, a taxi simulator would actually probably yeah. hit really hard because of all the farms, all the farm sim yeah, games. It just smells in your taxi. Yeah, <laughs> sick, Matt. You got anything? Uh, that's all, man. Follow yeah. me on a uh, TikTok. Get yeah, as now. a yeah, as a reminder too, uh, we're streaming. Are you guys streaming this week? I'm streaming this week. Yeah, sure. Uh, I will not be able to this week unfortunately i i actually i can maybe do a short one tomorrow we'll see okay well this i guess this is coming out on thursday so it's hard to like tell people it's hard to like give people the news but i hopefully by this time by the time people are hearing this episode i will have gotten my fire cape on runescape because i'm going for that on wednesday um been some great people uh shout out to shiny and shout out to uh mental m can't really say his second second part of his name because because it, it's, it's, it's a slur it's a slur it's a slur smaller fellows yeah um well he said to just call him mental oh, for that okay. reason <laughs> so yeah but uh yeah i had some really great you know a couple weeks ago i don't think i got a chance to talk about it on the pod a couple weeks ago streaming some runescape doing a really doing kind of like a rite of passage boss that everybody kind of has to do that's that's hard on the first go around and you know some people from twitch uh joined the discord and sat in we had some audience engagement for a couple hours and it was a ton of fun um so shout out to everybody joining the discord and listening to this episode and just hanging around and watching a stream it's been uh it's been a fun time go subscribe to the youtube too because we stream there as well hell yeah yeah and uh, as always you can reach us at thanks for playing pod at gmail.com shoot us an email let me know what i should put 100 on in roulette when we get to vegas um or send me a couple a few numbers to put them on i'm willing to do that too oh, yeah. we're gonna um reach. Make so much more. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, are we are we doing poker in the room? I don't want to take anyone's money. Why not? You assume you'll win. I yeah, will win. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nah, it'll be. Sick. You know how many card counting videos I'm gonna have to be watching this? It's poker. Do you, you can't. Card, you you count can't cards card in Texas Hold'em. No, man. I mean, I'm sure that <laughs> I don't know. I'll play blackjack. I get to be the dealer. I'm, I'll play that. At oh yeah. Oh odds. my god, that okay. would be insane. <laughs> okay, we could do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> it would be hard to set up though, because you need like three really. deck. You need like three or four decks for blackjack. Oh, there there is single deck blackjack. It's a little funky though. Oh, okay. And actually, I don't really like playing it at the casinos. <laughs> um, We're gonna play craps in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I learned recently that my dad used to run crap nights at his house. Should you be saying that publicly? That's so sick. <laughs> no, dude, I mean, it, you Fuck know, it, it wasn't quote unquote real money. No, they would just invite a bunch of friends over. They'd have like 12 or like 14 people. That's hard. And my dad fuck. was the house. Dang. He was the house. So he just like put a thousand in and just like. He either made money or didn't make money. That's so sick. And like one night, one night the house got took. <laughs> and it was a whole thing. It was a whole. And then thing. they never he did it again. Somebody. <laughs> and then uh, he mentioned, I was like, "You should do it again. Like you should invite a bunch of people over. We should do it again right here at your house now." And he was like, "Maybe. That's not a bad idea." I would. I'm like, I would oh, come. Man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. That would be, that'd be so super cool. Fun. I'm gonna. I'm going to research the optimized dice throwing strategies again. Oh my me. god. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, cuz it makes sense. Yeah. Can we can we Are we going to have a get on craps adventure? Chambers? Can we Go ahead. Sorry, I missed that. What, man? I was just asking Chambers and I had a little craps adventure or last night in Vegas last oh, year. Oh man. So. Yeah, that's how, that's when I knew the dice throwing shit is real. This pissed drunk old dude that was next to us was like he'd look at us, he's like I'm going to roll 7, okay? And we're like, okay, yeah, 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 sure. And then he'd roll it, and then he'd come back and be like, I'm going to roll another seven here. And he shows us the dice, and then he'd throw it. Dude, he did it like four times in a row, and we made so much money off of him. Are we are we doing a craps table? Yeah, this time around. Yeah. Down, man. Okay. So you guys, it's you guys get it a little bit more than previous. I need yeah. to study up a bit more to be honest. I still don't totally get it, but I'll just make the bets you tell me to make. Okay. I need to get my gambling outfit together so people don't leave the table when it's my turn to roll because that always happens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always uh, that's always a feels bad yeah. man moment. I typically don't even roll honestly when I'm when I'm doing craps. I don't know how to roll. It's not hard. really. Yeah. yeah, I'm always that's what kind of the reason I haven't played much because I'm afraid. Um, you can just what, pass, what I mess though. up the roll. You could just you have can? somebody else do. Okay. Yeah, you could just have someone else yeah. roll. But yeah, excited for some crap. Excited for some slots. I fucking love the colors. Yeah. Um, excited for some blackjack. I love blackjack. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blackjack will be fun. That's that's. The um, all right. Yeah. Thanks for playing podgmail.com. Uh, thanks for playing is our website. Links to our articles there. Lucas, do we have the indie game article up as well. It is. Yeah. It Sweet. Is Go check that out. And on our website as well, you'll find a link to our YouTube. Go check it out. Subscribe. Appreciate the lot of love that we've been getting lately. The videos are doing pretty decent and slowly growing the presence as well. Um, so keep discoverability that out. Discoverability, Funnel. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Um, I can't uh, wait. People are going to tune in next week and just go like, man, these guys got fucked cleaned out in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, like, we're going to record next Monday after Vegas. It's going to be a disaster. Please sponsor us. I shouldn't be saying that, but it has the potential to be a really funny episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, Discord, thanks, or TFP Podcast. Go to the link tree and any of our social media handles. Or you can find it at our website, thanksplaying.live. Coming out, it's a great time. Best place to reach myself, Lucas, Hot Mickey, Chambers, anyone in the crew. Um, and you'll get live updates from how much money we're making in Vegas. So come <laughs> join that. Ooh, we'll send picture exclusive Discord picture drops during the Vegas trip. Join the Discord. One of us will go shirtless in the casino. <laughs> one of us will fight somebody in the casino we'll get the whole thing and post on yeah. is that an issue if i did sure oh yeah like what if i'm not being rowdy but my shirt's just off you'd for you sure can have your shirt open and i've done that like it's a nice like, place like you're at the beach kind of thing yeah, we're still oh, i'm not gonna dox us but is it that nice is it? yeah it is. no it is it is all right all right i all mean right. it's like no shirt no shoes no service kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's honestly valid. they would probably that's just valid. assume you were drunk and go like sir do you, you have leave. a shirt or yeah. do i need to ask you to leave yeah. yeah. One time, 
I saw a guy jerking off in the casino. Well, on the sick. floor? Did he win big? On the floor, at a machine. What machine? In his hand and pants. Just a was slot it machine. the Buffalo one? Hand- was- <laughs> no, I don't know <laughs> what it was, dude. And he was doing it pretty violently. probably the Willy Wonka one. He had like jeans on. It was Damn, it was, he must have won big or something. No, dude, I think he was losing. <laughs> oh, That's no. the worst part. I think he was doing it out of frustration. He needed to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> because he looked, he looked upset. He looked upset while I was um, that's yeah, old. That's a about to be myriad of emotions. <laughs> wow. I can't wait. The first guy to do that, we have to take bets on the first person in our group to do that. <laughs> to jerk that's off of those slots. Frustratingly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're, 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 off, we're off, way off topic here. But yeah. we'll oh, you know what? Sorry. Last thing. Mm-hmm. They do have those skill claws now in Vegas. You the know claw the claw machines? machines, bro. Fuck those. No, no. Matt. No, I won. Chambers yeah, saw me win money. He did it. On How that. much? I won like sixty bucks. It worked okay. out. All yeah. right. It was on my Vegas trip where I was fucking on fire yeah. last July. He came back only down like a hundred bucks. It was crazy. No, I went. I was up. Oh really? Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, dude. All right. All right. I'm excited to see it in action. Yeah. All right, everyone. This has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby Doo.